the mile rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the mile rate on the back of an extraordinary weekend of harness racing at uh, Melton. We had two fabulous nights. Uh, good morning to you, Rob Orber. Um, Saturday night was just unbelievable. From start to finish, it promised to be something special, and it delivered. Good morning, everyone. I'm surprised uh, you've still got a voice left, Dan, after uh, 20 races over the last 48 hours. What a night it was last night. Uh, we saw some amazing performances. Ladies in red, you've been in love with this uh, little filly for such a long time. She didn't let you down at all. I was pretty uh, upbeat about Major Moth. He delivered the goods uh, in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings final. And we saw the champ, Lock and Varak, get beaten by uh, Hurricane uh, Harley, who was terrific, equaling the track record. It was, and that was not a Group 1, uh, and it started off the theme of the night. Uh, it was warm weather conditions, the track played fast, the pegs were certainly the place to be, and uh, it was an extraordinary night. Emma Stewart trained three winners, two at Group 1 level, her partner Clayton producing the Group 1 winner, Major Moth, in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings division. Well... The race, I think the highlight race of the night we all expected to be was the Tough Tilly Ladies in Red Clash. And it didn't let us down, Rob, in the two-year-old Phillies division. Uh, they let loose at about the 600. Both drivers, Kate Gath and David Moran, pressed the button at the same time and they just took off like they were jet propelled. It was. It looked uh, like coming to the home turn. It, it could have been anyone's race. Tough Tilly just had to do a little bit of extra work in that early lead time. Uh, they did go 43-6 for the babies, which probably just took a little bit of sting out of her. And Dave Moran summed up uh, the moves pretty quickly. He made a run to get outside Tough Tilly with a lap to go. He always seemed to be travelling well. And then he just asked uh, ladies in red to respond coming up to the home turn. And they were locked together for that short period of time. But the class prevailed with ladies in red pulling away over the concluding stages. This is the way she did it. Makes it seven wins from seven starts. It's Tough Tilly and Ladies in Red. They are locked together. Tough Tilly the inside. Ladies in Red the outside. Six metres away, Joe Rocks into the straight. It's Tough Tilly, Ladies in Red. It's like they're joined at the hip. There's nothing between them. Tough Tilly and Ladies in Red. Ladies in Red, she's put her nose in front. 50 to go. And Ladies in Red makes it seven from seven. Ladies in Red won it from Tough Tilly and Joe Rocks. It was built up as one of the great races of the two-year-old divisions for the Breeders' Crown in years uh, gone by. A 1.54 mile rate. She didn't let us down. No, she was really good, Rob. Um, she's just, uh, we said last week, she's got that X factor and she's got the speed and the will to win and she's just, uh, she's a terrific little filly. You drove her with uh, extreme confidence, David. Uh, you sat back, there was plenty of tempo on earlier, 43-6 lead time, and Tough Tilly just had a couple of horses look at her in that first part of the race, and you came around them three wide with the trail. But when you moved up into the breeze with a lap to go, you just looked to be confident that you had the right horse. Yeah, that's right, Rob. Um, you know, there was a few moves sort of early to mid-race, uh, which, which obviously kept the tempo reasonably honest throughout that lead time. Um, then we were able to get round there and, and sort of probably dictate the race from there. You know, that was... 
the mile rate. Thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. We just still don't know how good she is. Even David Moran, he knows there's gears. Is there another one to get to? She sat without cover, running extraordinary time, extends her sequence. There's no doubt she's the best filly, uh, but she might be one of the best fillies we've seen for a long time. Well, she was uh, super again. Uh, well done to Bill and Ann Anderson. They've bred so many beautiful horses over a long period of time. Top-class horses and ladies in red continues to uh, follow through with the bloodlines uh, of the dam, and she looks to have a, an amazing future. It'll be interesting to see. She'll probably press on for the uh, Vic Bread Series now, coming up in December. It'll be interesting to see how they play uh, her going forward with the Oaks now being pushed back to later in uh, next year. Well, the other $300,000 feature for the two-year-olds was for the Colson Geldings, and this fella, Major Moth, he's quite an imposing horse. The way he stretches out, Rob, when he lets go, he goes from point B to point A, and then his stride just seems to lengthen. I don't see that too often in harness horses. And he just took off the last 200. Uh, he's a machine. Oh, he's got that physical attributes that he looks to be a powerhouse of a horse. Uh, he did it easy at the finish. Probably not even his go sitting behind the leader. He was, uh, he was content to take a trail, uh, Damien Wilson, on the back of Act Now, knowing that Act Now would continue to uh, run a solid tempo. Coming to the home turn, Act Now tried to kick away, but Major Moff just bullocked himself uh, into the open, and he just wound up, and I think he was just careering away at the finish. Prepared by Clayton Tonk and driven by Damien Wilson, this is Major Moff putting the Colts and Geldings Breeders' Crown Final. To the outside of Act Now. Act Now four metres in front. Major Moth with big bounds is coming after Act Now now. And looming up is Major Moth. And he zooms on by. And it's easy work for the favourite Major Moth coming right away to win it from Act Now. Barroom Banter stuck to the pegs to get into third. And then Jack. Getting a smile out of him. I think that's pretty special in itself. Uh, well done. I can't call you a young man anymore. Uh, you've got on uh, in years. Uh, this would have to be uh, one of the great highlights in your life. Yeah, that's right. Like Breeders' Crown, um, that's what we aim for is two, driving two-year-olds. And um, it's just good to get on a horse as fast as this horse and as brave as this horse. And, you know, I've got to thank Lenny, Lenny mostly for that because he's the biggest, biggest fan and um, he just keeps sticking up for me and made sure I was on. You've had a few interviews uh, throughout the week. Uh, you're a pretty laid-back type of guy, and your sort of response was, "It's just another race." Yeah, well, that's right. You sort of you can only you can only do your form and go out and in these races, just like everything else. You just got to be prepared, and um, what will happen will happen. And um, we got the right draw, and I didn't have to think too much about it tonight, which was good. The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Yeah, you can just imagine he's going to fill a little bit more into his frame and uh, he's going to be a pretty imposing three-year-old. He's a very classy colt, Rob, and I, I still think the best uh, is going to be in his three-year-old year. Oh, no doubt. He just seems to be uh, that type, doesn't he? Uh, he's probably not even a natural two-year-old when you look at him, uh, so... When you think about uh, the derbies as a three-year-old and, and beyond, uh, he just needs to stay sound. He's got a, a massive future ahead of him. Well, the first race on the card, it was a Group 2 race, but it had everyone excited and tuned in. Hurricane Harley's beaten Lochinvar Art before. Lochinvar Art's the track record holder here at Melton over the short and the middle distance. Amanda Turnbull drove 
um, Hurricane Harley uh, in such a manner that Lachlan Varad had to break his own track record, and it was some sort of a race. It was a great race. Hurricane Harley uh, was able to find the lead, 44-1 lead time, and, of course, uh, Lachlan Varad couldn't allow Hurricane Harley to get away uh, with too many easy uh, sectionals, and Dave Moran popped around to the breeze. However, Amanda Turnbull thought, well, my best chance is to try to... Uh, make this a genuine uh, speed race and see if I can, uh, you know, take the sting out of Lock and Varat. They went 28-2 the first quarter. The next three quarters, the 1,200 metres, they went 27-4, 27-4, and came home in 27-9. It was a terrific performance by Hurricane Haley. Lock and Varat, he was brave in defeat. He loses no admirers when they run an equal track record to what Lock and Varat set in the Victoria Cup. Behind those, uh, out to play, didn't have a lot of luck. Culture King ran a nice race, but all honours to the winner, Hurricane Harley, last night. Really whetted the appetite. This is the way Hurricane Harley got the better of Lock and Varad. Hurricane Harley, two metres. Lock and Varad needs to pick up. It's Hurricane Harley in front from Lock and Varad. Hurricane Harley, Lock and Varad trying to get him, but it's Hurricane Harley. Hurricane Harley holding Lock and Varad. Hurricane Harley, what a win. Hurricane Harley has beaten Lock and Varad. Then Culture King a big run. Next time. Amanda Turnbull, what a great way to start Breeders' Crown Night uh, with a performance like that by Hurricane Harley. Yeah, he's amazing, isn't he? Um, he just loves being in front and, yeah, he's hard to catch. Well, if uh, anyone thought uh, the first time that he was able to do that uh, at Bendigo was a fluke, he certainly came back and repeated that performance tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's just an unreal horse and, um, yeah, once he's comfortable and, and he's happy out there, that yeah, he just doesn't stop. He just loves it. What was going the mile rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. It was a terrific drive. She really put the foot down, knowing that Lock and Varart would have to be working and running time, and he was quite extraordinary. They broke 151 for their last mile. Yeah, terrific performance. Uh, Lock and Varart, Dave Moran on Trots Vision last night, hadn't really decided on where to go with Lock and Varart. He said, "Or just." get over uh, last night's run and he'll uh, have a bit of a think about the planning forward for Lock and Varad. Whichever way it looks, he'll be certainly preparing that horse for the Hunter Cup. First of the trotting finals and there was another unbeaten winner. Ladies in Red wasn't the only one. It was Cover of Darkness leading all the way to make it six out of six. Trained by Emma Stewart and driven by Jodie Quinlan. Great performance by Covering Darkness continues on its winning way. Emma Stewart celebrated her birthday yesterday. Uh, what a great way to finish off her night with her Group 1 successes uh, last night. And Cover of Darkness for Justin Baker, who, of course, has put plenty of money into the industry and he's certainly uh, looking uh, in setting up this wonderful uh, complex at uh, for Emma and Clayton. And, look, uh, they deserved the win and he was just too good. Uh, Red, White and Bloom, I think it's a horse that's going to make a really nice trotter down the track. Chris Lang's really brought this horse along nicely. It went through the derby heats and that final. Uh, Cracker Jet had its chance. Uh, elite stride, didn't have a lot of luck. Got pushed wide coming to the home turn and just had to, too much ground to make up. But certainly uh, all of those horses are going to make very good horses into the future. 
Rob, the third race, and it was I'm Ready Jet. Terrific drive from Jason Lee. You've got to applaud the way he had two group winners on Friday night, both trotters. And again, with I'm Ready Jet off the pegs, he's brilliant in being able to get a favourite off the pegs from the back row in a good position. Uh, he went around them. Uh, look, I just thought he rated it perfectly. And I'm Ready Jet made it back-to-back wins and breeders' crowns as a two-year-old and a three-year-old. Yeah, very special. Uh, not too many horses are capable of doing that. Uh, congratulations to Anton Galino and Jack McKenna. Kinnan, who now co-trains with Anton Galino, bringing up his first Group 1 success as a trainer. Jason Lee, he's an absolute superstar. Uh, not only is he an amazing driver, he's just a terrific fella, and he drove that horse uh, with uh, great brilliance. Uh, he got looked uh, at, uh, at it uh, with Elder Baron Tess, who came around for Sophia Arvison, but Jason Lee made it very clear. I'm not handing up the lead to anyone. And he uh, raced away. Oh, Fortuna, terrific run for Craig Demler and Jody Quinlan. Hit the line nicely. Queen of Crime was brave. Tailored Elegance and Aranyi Flair all were uh, brave. But all honest, I'm ready, Jet. The best horse won that race. Race four again for the Trotters, and what's up, Majestic? Put the riding on the wall, I thought, at Maryborough. Gee, he was strong. Just that pace in the race from about the 700 metres suited him. He couldn't initially go with a sprint, but then he picked up, and wow, he just... He ran through the line so strong, he pulled away in what turned out to be an easy win. Well, last night uh, on the Trots Vision courage, coverage, uh, both yourself and, and myself uh, gave this horse a terrific chance. We were sort of taken, weren't we, by uh, the horse's performance at his previous run. Chris Finozio, who's a very talented trainer of trotters and drivers, he uh, was able to open up a nice little uh, opening to get behind the leader and then got into uh, all sorts of trouble when there was uh, interference up front with a couple of them galloping and he was able to weave his way through and at that point of time... Uh, it looked like he was going to be struggling to run down uh, the leader, but he, he was too good. What's up, Majestic? Finished off far too strong. Don't care. Ran a nice race for uh, Kate Hargroves and Alex Ashwood. Bullion Harry continues to improve. Elder Baron Zeus. Yeah, I don't know. What did you make of him, Dan? Yeah, he's a big bully in a way. He just probably just got there too early and um, he'd run his race from halfway up the straight. There's one horse that's going to be winning sometime, Parisian artist or artiste. Uh, this horse is absolutely crying out to win a race, and as soon as it gets into a winnable race, it will be winning. Race six for the three-year-old fillies. Uh, by this stage, the pegs, it was... Uh uh, opening up, uh, well, it was clear to everyone the pegs was the place to be. It was definitely an advantage. There was no wind about. It was uh, warmish conditions. And the Panthers just had the right run. Greg Sugar's almost, well, I, I think he still would have won if he went to the outside, but the door closed, shoved him back to the inside, and he powered through to beat the favourite. Yeah, well done to David Miles. He's had a fantastic 2020, and the Panthers, who certainly emerged uh, in recent times, uh, Put the riding on the wall with a terrific performance last week in the semi-final. Enjoyed a good trip behind Sweet Louise, who's still a very young, raw filly. I got a little bit worried about Sweet Louise before the race. She was very bothered. Uh, she was sweating up. And you can just see that when the race unfolded, she was running all over the place, wasn't she, Dan? She was losing concentration. Chris Alford was trying to uh, ensure that she kept her mind on the job and a few times it looked like she was in trouble but to the credit of the horse, she kept finding. Uh, Phil Chirkup would have been a fairy tale story for him to win last night with John Dorrington. Unfortunately they had to settle for second but they'll certainly be very proud and she's got a very big future but the Panthers, well done to Greg Pell and, and the team. They will be absolutely wrapped. Final piece for David Murphy, ran a very nice race. Uh, so did uh, my Belladonna girl for Greg Norman and Karen Manning and Kiang Jackie, all very credible in their performances last night. 
Zeus Bromack took out the three-year-old Colts and Geldings finally. He was working all the way. He had to push out hard. There was a bit of a scrimmage in the first turn. He kept running, and he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Uh, I was a little bit worried during the race. He started to pull. He did go 153, seven-mile rate. And uh, to the horse's credit, despite getting a little bit keen, Karen Manning was able to just uh, relax him enough to get a bit of a breather, and then she, he just ripped home, didn't he? Uh, he came home in 27.5 and 26.7 last 400 metres. He was able to hold off Jillaby Nitro, who had his chance. Lovely drive again by Jason Lee to give that horse every hope. Jemson's Pret ran a really nice race for Craig Turnbull and Abby Turnbull. I'm sure Abby would have taken a lot from uh, being part of that Group 1 race last night. And Mac Dan and also Pacifico Dream, they really didn't have too much luck at all. They had to make mid-race moves. And as you mentioned, the the pegs was just dynamite last night. You had to be in front or behind the leader for the majority to be winning. Winner trained by Paul Fitzpatrick and uh, driven by Kieran Manning, Zeus Bromack. Uh, race nine uh, for the Trotters. Didn't know where to look here. They came home in 31, so they were staggering in a way, but uh, they were all across the track. Elderberry and Ursula end up going inside the pegs. A horse galloped in front of her, rounding the home turn. The leader stopped as if it was shot queen a leader, and they were coming from everywhere, and, and Sangreal was just struggling uh, at the top of the straight, and in a wall of horses just picked up and shot through late to get up in the last stride. Oh, a terrific win for uh, Marie Caldo, and a great story for Daryl Douglas to return back after being off the scene for quite a while and to come back and drive a Group 1 winner. And didn't he find the old Daryl Douglas uh, passage? It was almost, he was in an impossible position and somehow he weaved the little gap between them and Sangreal came over the top to score. Marie Caldo and his, her daughter uh, Lauren and, and Maddie were all on the lawn uh, cheering home and they were very excited and congratulations to them. Eva's image looks to be a horse of the future. It certainly looks a, a, a horse that will be making inroads down the track. Chris Lang, three runners tonight, all weighed in. I mean, it's one bloke that it can get his horse to just perform on the grand final nights, and they all went terrific. Yeah, and I think uh, having caught up with Chris, even throughout uh, the Redwood Carnival, when speaking about each of these horses, uh, each time he mentioned they're going well, they're probably not ready right now. It'll be next year and the year after. And what they did tonight, all three of them, I think they've got huge futures. And uh, look, Eva's image is a lovely horse. Uh, other horses, that's not my gate. Looked a real strong winning chance there for a moment, yeah. didn't it? It looks to, like it was going to win Fallis and Alfred and Josh Duggan. And uh, other horses, Bangles was okay. She's a pleasure, we're okay. And the favourite galloped at the start, Mexicana. So that completely changed that race. It was never a hope after blowing its chances. The last on the card, the Keldo theme continued. Marie got the accolade. But of course, in partnership with husband John, with Sangriel winning. But John drove the Craig Cross train, no win, no feed, blasted out of the gate. There was a bit of money for it, 16s and a 9.50, and it was able to dominate from the top. Uh, look, your top mare, I was sort of tipping her uh, to win the Queen of Pacific. Uh, she's uh, just had a couple of really tough runs with bad barrier draws and probably went into the Queen of Pacific, probably just was taking the edge off her, freshened up, and when she was able to draw the front last night and John burnt uh, no win, no feet out of the gate, had a good duel with Miss McGonagall, was able to find the lead. And then after that, they left her alone. I think they didn't pay her the, the due respect. And John uh, took advantage of that, and he just let her rip the last two quarters. And she was just too slick. 
getting home uh, in 27.3 and 27.7 for a mile rate of 155.6. Outside of those, it's major surprise. We're in a nice race for Maddie Craven. Uh, the Beaten Brigade, our Princess Tiffany. Look, she's going okay, but nowhere near the horse. Uh, nowhere near the horse that we saw when she won first up here uh, three runs ago, Dan. No doubt about that. Well, no win, no win, no fee. Won the three-year-old fillies division last year and effectively beat the same horse as Enchanted Stride, Miss McGonagall, our Princess Tiffany. So she highlighted again, she's a very good horse. It was a wonderful night of a harness racing, Victoria Harness Racing Club. Lots happening there at the moment, Rob. Yeah, the Victorian Harness Racing Club have lodged, uh, they've, uh, lodged their new uh, website, uh, vhrc.org.au. And for those people that weren't watching uh, the Trots Vision coverage, you can now go to the uh, website and you'll be able to uh, review uh, the night uh, itself with all the interviews and celebrations that took place on Breeders' Crown uh, night finals. And they'll be up uh, on Monday for those people uh, that would like to uh, relive some of the great memories of the Breeders' Crown. So that website again? vhrc.org.au Robbie, you're off to Warrigal today. I hope you enjoy your day there. A bit of a, a come down after a wonderful couple of uh, nights at Tabcorp Park, Melton. I'm going to be asking you to give me a day off on Monday, Dan. It's been uh, pretty uh, heavy going. Looking forward to Warrigal. Always great to head down uh, to Warrigal. Great people. Some eight races there. and Looking forward to calling those later on today. Hope you've all enjoyed another episode of The Mile Rate. Until next week, happy harnessing.